Well, good morning, Springs family. I am so excited to continue with, with you in the book of prayers. Last week we talked about the prayer, the tabernacle prayer, Moses' prayer. And we are so excited that today we are going to continue that, this series. But yet I'm not going to actually speak to you guys this morning. I'm actually going to bring my friend up, J.D., who was the, actually the first person that we have met down here in St. George. And he's going to bring the message on the prayer of Jabez to you guys today. And the cool thing about this is, is that your guys' prayers, the prayers and devotions that are going on online, I just want to make you sure that you know that. You can check out the website. But your prayers are changing a community. Don't forget that Wednesdays, we have the opportunity on Wednesday evenings to do prayer together at 7 p.m. And that is on the website, all the information, the address, and everything, because it is not here. But we just want to encourage you. We had about 11 people last, last Wednesday. We just kind of want to bring the whole church together to pray for this community and pray for what God is going to do through us and in us to impact this community. But without any further ado, I want to bring up my brother, JD. Guys, will you give him a big old welcome? All right, thank you. Um, before we get started, I also just want to really quick uh, recognize our worship team. Um, those guys, they, they do such a great job week in, week out. They're here at like 6 o'clock in the morning getting set up, practicing. They practice during the week. They give up so much of their time just so that we can be led into worship. And I think that's an awesome service they do it. So let's just give it up real quick for our worship team. All right, so there's been a lot going around our church right now with the subject of prayer. And I, I really think that that's kind of important. Because how many people in here who are being honest would say sometimes we struggle with prayer? You know, we struggle with connecting with prayer. And I think a lot of Christians, like whether you've been serving God for 20 years or 20 days or 20 minutes, like at some point you're going to struggle with um, prayer. So right now um, we have the 21 days of prayer going. How many have checked out some of the devotionals online? The devotionals online, I, like I've been blown away this week of the quality of the devotionals online. And really what that's for is to get us all reading the same thing and then praying for the same thing. Like, so even though we're not coming together every single day and praying, we're united in prayer because we have a group of people that every single day is praying the same thing. But we also do want to give the opportunity to come together and have like a weekly time where we can gather. And that's what we're doing on Wednesday nights. So like it was, it was an awesome time. Like Pastor Brian said, about a dozen people showed up and, and we just worshiped. We prayed and we were there about an hour. So it's not going to take up your whole evening. But if you're free on Wednesday, I'd really encourage you to take advantage of that. So um, in our prayer um, series, um, the verse for our series is found in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. It says, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Like when I look at that verse, if I was going to boil that verse down into one just kind of single point, like it's just pray first. Like what does that mean? Well, when you get up in the morning before you go to work, pray first. Before we send our kids off to school tomorrow morning as school starts here for a lot of us, pray first. Before we go to the grocery store and we're going to interact with people, pray first. Before you go into that stressful um, business meeting, 
pray first. Like, it's just, it doesn't matter, like, what, what, what we're going through, but just, just pray before we start it. And as I was thinking about that this week, you know, I, the, I started asking myself the question, so would God rather hear from me once a day for 20 minutes in the morning, or would he rather hear three to five minute blurbs all day long? Like, and if you think about that, and if you think about the people that we're connected to, if they only give you like 20 minutes of your time first thing every morning, and then they never talk to you for the rest of the day, are you really going to feel valued by that? So I think both are important, but I really think that, um, that, that we really have the opportunity to just like really get good at like going through, and as we go through our day, all day long, just, you know, talking to God in the, the little moments. And that's something I personally struggle with. Like, it's something that I'm not great at. I'm better at the 20 minutes in the morning. So God has really challenged me that this week with that. But a couple other things from our verse. Um, th- we, we have the word all in there three different times. So it says all occasions, all kinds of prayers and requests, and all the Lord's people. Now, if you look at the Greek, the word all, it just means all. Like, it means everything. It's all-inclusive. You leave nothing out. So we're to pray on all occasions. Some, some translations use the word situations, and I kind of like that one better because it's like every single situation, God wants us to pray. And then he wants us to pray all kinds of prayers for all people. Um, the kinds of prayers is kind of interesting to me. So last week, Pastor Brian um, preached a message, and he was taking us kind of through... Uh, a system of prayer, how to approach God with prayer. And it was from the Old Testament. When the children of Israel would come into the tabernacle, it's about, it, it goes through the whole thing as they walk in, how they come in praising, you know, how they get to the altar, um, which represents the forgiveness of sin for us, the labor, which cleansing, and goes on through the, the holiness of God and the, the feeding of us and, and everything. So if you haven't if you weren't here last week, I really would encourage you to check out that message because as I, I'd never really had encountered that system before, but as I implemented it this week and a couple of days actually prayed that way, it really is pretty powerful to unlock some of the things that God has for us. So you can check that out on the podcast and, and just give it a try. But today we're actually going to look at a different kind of prayer. And we're just, we're actually, instead of looking at a system of prayer, we're actually going to break down a specific prayer. And it's called the prayer of Jabez. It comes from 1 Chronicles chapter 10, or 1 Chronicles chapter 4. The first 10 chapters of 1 Chronicles, however, like, you can call them the begat chapters. It's like Sam begat Susie, Susie, like, on and down. Like, you got 10 chapters of basically this big, long genealogy. I don't know about you, like, when I find those in my one-year Bible, I'm really happy that I got a psalm too, right? <laughs> you're, you're, really, you're really happy about that. But um, right in the middle of over 600 names... God stops and talks about this guy, Jabez. So 600 names in, in the first 10 chapters of, of 1 Chronicles that, like, he's saying, this person begat this person, this person begat this person. He stops and puts a pause at Jabez. And the very first thing that happens when he puts that pause is he comes out and says, Jabez was honorable, more honorable than his brother's. I think that's pretty cool. If God stops in the middle of a 600-name list and says you're honorable, like that's, that's a pretty cool thing, right? But So he says that he's honorable, more honorable than his brothers, but his mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Now, if you look at the word Jabez in the original language, it just means pain. Like, So this guy was named pain. Like, I gave birth to him in pain, so I'm going to name him pain. <laughs> pretty, pretty crazy, yeah. But like, imagine growing up with that label. Like, imagine growing up as pain as your name. Like, I mean, some of us have labels. Like, 
some of them, some of us have labels like divorce or bankruptcy or I can't speak or uh, I'm, I'm a liar. We all, we've all been given a label at some point. So like, but that's his label. His label was pain. But he didn't really let that affect him. He, when he cries out to God, and we're going to look at it right now in verse 10, he cries out to God not about his pain, but he cries out to God about his promise. And I think that's so cool. So 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me. Enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. Keep me from harm so that I will be set free from pain. And God granted his request. So there's nothing in there, like the word pain is in there, but the, it's not about his past pain. He, he doesn't go there clear until the end of the, the thing where he's talking about his promise. There's nothing in there about his past pain. Instead, he asks for four things. They're all four related to that promise. So God bless me. I know you have things for me, God, so bless me. Enlarge my territory. You have places for me to go. Let your hand be with me. I can't fail. If God's with me, who can stand against me? And protect me. And this one's kind of hard. I trust you, even though I've had this life of pain. Right? And, and so he prays for these four things. We're going to break down all four and just kind of go into them a little bit deeper. So the first one's pray for blessing. Like the first thing I think a lot of us would hear, like when we pray for blessing, is financial blessing. For others, it might be health blessing. It might be, um, it might be a relationship blessing, right? But it's not just a one single blessing that Jabez is praying for here. This is God's best blessing. This is God's best blessing for you. So it's all of those things. In addition to all of those things, it's like ideas. It's favor. Like all of those things are wrapped up into one. Psalm 1835 says, you make your saving help my shield and your right hand sustains me. Your help has made me great. God's, great, God's help makes his people great. And in spite of our shortcomings, he elevates us. I just kind of want to tell you a little bit about me growing up. Like, so when I was growing up, I was really, really short. Like, super short. Like, I was the midget that you went to school with. Like, when I was in the first grade, I remember my mom, she used to tell this story, that she went to my first parent-teacher conference, and the teacher told my mom that um, the first day of school, she had all the kids um, come up and write their names on the chalkboard. And all the kids wrote their names on the chalkboard, went back to their seat. I'm standing by the chalkboard crying. And the teacher comes up and says, well, what's wrong? Well, I can't reach the chalkboard. And so she had that. I, had, I actually had my own little stool that I could get to the chalkboard in kindergarten. Um, that continued. I was the shortest person in my whole high school until I was like a sophomore in high school. Um, I played the tenor sax in middle school. And I used to get teased that I was carrying my coffin because the saxophone case was taller than I was. <laughs> like, so I used to get teased that I was, I, was, I was carrying my coffin every day to school. So, like, because of those things, like, I was branded as a, as a midget or, you know, or somebody that wasn't going to accomplish great things. Or, you know, maybe it's because of my dad. My dad would, like, I spent a lot of time with him growing up working on the farm. And he was very, very slow to praise, but very, very quick to fly off the handle when I did something wrong. And so it, it created in me some, some things that where I was looking for approval from others. And, and, and I had all of these wounds. All of those wounds wouldn't... Um, put you up here, like not naturally, but because God steps in and intervenes in our lives and shapes our lives differently than what the world would do, that's why we can, that, that's why we can step into the blessing that he has for each and every one of us. So 
he, um, he overcomes our shortcomings. And, and basically, um, if we look at an Old Testament examples, it's like uh, Abraham. When Abraham reaches out to God, God says, I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to others, right? And that's the blessing that we're talking about here. Um, then w one thing I kind of thought, like every time I've read this prayer, I kind of always thought, well, doesn't this kind of sound like the prosperity gospel? How many people think this sounds like the prosperity gospel? Like I've thought that, and, but it's not. The prosperity, the heart behind the prosperity gospel is I want more for me. This is I want help. I want more so that I can give it away, so that I can be a blessing to my community and everything like that. And, that, and that's, how, that's how this blessing works. Um, this prosperity that he's asking for, this is prosperity so that we can take breakfast to the Coral Cliffs Elementary School teachers and staff last Friday. It's so that we can go serve 1,200 people food at the Short Creek Dream Center. It's so that we could serve the spectators that are out in the hot sun at the St. George Marathon water last fall. It's so that we can open the park and bring a place that we can bring our friends and our, so that they can experience Jesus. It's about coming revival to our city. It's about the churches this church is going to plant. It's about the dreams that are in hearts of people we don't even know yet. That's the blessing that we're talking about right now in this prayer. And it's so powerful and so awesome. So the prayer really is, Lord, give me more than I need so that I can be a blessing to the world around me. And that's the first part of Jabez's prayer. The second part, expand my territory. This is all about praying for influence. If we look at our dreams and we think that we can do it, that's probably me's dream for me, not God's dream for me, right? If we look at our dreams and we can think we can do it without God, then it's probably me's dream for me and not God's dream for me. Jabez kind of understands this. In Acts 11.21, it says the Lord's hand was with them. And a, or, sorry, in uh, Ephesians, First Ephesians chapter 18, this is the Apostle Paul. He's praying for the church. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which every, he has called you. The riches of his inglorious inheritance are in his holy people. Our purpose is going to be related to people. God has a life available to each one of us that's bigger than us. And I think that, like, we, we, we think that, oh, well, you know, Pastor Brian, he's always up on stage. He, he can do that. Like, successful people or people that are further along in their vision, they don't have more money or less problems. They just have a clear purpose. Like, that, that's the difference between people that are successfully achieving God's vision and those that aren't. It's just that you have that clear purpose and you're focused on that clear purpose and following that clear purpose. Um, Psalm 2.8 says, ask me, I will make the nations your inheritance and the ends of the earth your possession. God has a purpose for me. He has a purpose for each one of you. And until we find that purpose and we're pursuing it with all we have, we're not going to find our sweet spot. So this part of Jabez's prayer really can be boiled down to, Lord, show me your purpose for my life so that I can live a life that's bigger than me. And when he does that, which he will, we're going to be overwhelmed. Because we're not big enough to do it by ourselves, right? So that's the third part of Jabez's prayer. Let your hand be with me. And in this part of the prayer, he's praying for God's presence. Lord, I need you. I need your hand on my life. Acts 11.21. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. The only reason the Springs Church is here is because God's hand 
was on the, Pastor Brian. God's hand was on the Millet family. God's hand's been with them every step of the way since they launched this church. God's hand is on the worship team every single week as they come in early and they set up and they're, they're, they're preparing for service. It's, it's, it's with the worship team when they're, they're practicing on Thursday night. It's with children's church teachers that are working with our kids right now. God's hand is um, with people that are leading a small group. God's hand is people that are with people that are leading a growth trap. Like our dream team really doesn't have any less problems than any of the rest of us, right? We all have problems. I know because like we hang out all the time and, and, and we all have problems, but, but, but God's hands on those problems and it allows us to push through the problems and accomplish his purpose. Moses kind of un- understood this firsthand. He was a murderer that got kicked out of the out of the country of Egypt because he killed somebody. And then God says, you have to go back there and lead millions of people away from there and into the promised land that I'm going to show you. He's like, well, I can't even talk, God. And God's like, well, we'll get your brother to talk for you. Like, it's, I'm in this. It's all good. And this is what Moses said. So Exodus chapter 33, 15 through 17. Then Moses said to him, him being God, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Basically, he's saying, if your presence doesn't go with me, I don't want to go. I'm not going without that. How will anyone know that you're pleased with me and your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you've asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. God is pleased with you and he he knows your name. If you've given your life to him, if you've given your life to God, God is happy with you and he knows your name. And this same promise that God gives Moses is 100% available to every single one of us. He knows us. He knows who we are. He's pleased with us. And he wants to be with us as we move towards accomplishing the things that he showed us. Um, When he shows up and starts to step in, that allows us to rise above our capabilities. It allows, but it it also um, creates a, a big reliance on him. So we have to be praying this prayer that Jabez would say, Lord, be with me because what you've called me it's too big for me. I can't do it alone. And when he does that, and people do take notice, somebody else takes notice too. Satan, the kingdom of darkness, will also take notice. And when he does that, it leads us to the fourth part of the prayer, keep me from harm. So we have to pay, pray for protection. Satan will come against us when God is moving in us. And like I think that we've all probably seen some people fall victim to those, those attacks. Like we all have friends or family or, or things that have fallen victim to those attacks. Peter knew it better than anybody. He was around Jesus for his whole ministry and Satan was constantly nagging Jesus. This is what he has to say in 1 Peter 5.8. Your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. We have an enemy to fight. We have to learn how to use the armor of God. Because he's going to come against us. We have to learn to use the armor of God. We have to learn how to put on the pieces in Ephesians that, 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 that are talked about as the armor of God. We have to learn to use the name of Jesus. Because Satan cannot stand against the name of Jesus, Spring Church. Like he can't stand. Like when, 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 when we speak in the name of Jesus to him, he has to go away. He has to cease. He can't stand against the name of Jesus. So we have to learn how to use those weapons. But we also have to always remember that our protection comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and, the, the maker of heaven and earth. Um, if, if we, and, when we, and when we are attacked, 
we need to declare it again. That's not a one-time declaration. It's something we, want and we need to be declaring over and over and over that our protection comes from the Lord. He made the heavens and the earth, and he will protect us. Now, um, Paul, the Apostle Paul, he's probably one of the people that has been attacked more than any person in history, I think. Um, like, Jesus took the 39 lashes that left him near death right before he was crucified. Paul took that like four or five times. He was, a, he was a church planner. He was beaten with rods. He was stoned, like, near to death. Basically, they drug him outside the city. They thought he was dead. They threw him down on the ground, and he got back up. He was jailed. He was put in prison over and over and over. He was shipwrecked, and after he was shipwrecked, and he's hanging onto a piece of wood or whatever, drifting in, gets pulled out of the water. They build a fire to get warm, and a snake comes out of the fire and bites his hand, a poisonous snake. Like, he was somebody that was attacked over and over and over. But listen to what he says about the, the promise of the protection that can come from God. It's in Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. He knew that he was more than a conqueror, and he knew that God could be counted on. Those were the two things that the Apostle Paul knew. And so because of that, he could, he could be convinced. So I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, not anything else in all creation will be able to separate us. Separate us from what? The love of of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We're never separated. We're never, never separated no matter what's happened. Like some of us have faced hard stuff. Like we've faced hard stuff, pain in our story. He's faced hard stuff. He's had that label his entire life. But God stopped in the middle of 600 names and called him more honorable than all of his brothers. We have a protector and we can be more than conquerors because that protector loves us. He loves us so much in, in spite of whatever's been happened, happening to us. So the final part of the Jabez prayer, Lord, strengthen me. Protect me from every attack of the enemy. So we really, it boils down, we really have two choices. We can make our prayers about our pain. We can make our prayers about the troubles that we're facing or we can make our prayers about God's promises. Which way do we go? As I was looking through the, as I was looking and, 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 and working on the message this week, like this passage of scripture, honestly, like I've read it over and over because like I've, I've been through journal plans that took you through the Bible in a year and I'm sure in the middle of 600 names I was ready for something different. So when you get to that spot, you stop, you probably read it twice, honestly. But, like, honestly, like, I was kind of in the camp that, like, oh, well, that's a nice blessing prayer, but that's really not for me, you know? That's probably, I was probably dismissive of it in some senses. But, like, as I was going through preparing for this message, I was astounded by how many people, how many leaders of the church, how many, the capital C church all over the globe say, I pray this prayer every single day, and I 100% agree that it's blessed my ministry. Like, every single time that I'm looking at something about the prayer of Jabez, that was the testimony over and over and over and over. 
Lord, give me more than I need so I can be a blessing to the world around me. Lord, show your purpose in my life so that I can live a life bigger than my own. Lord, be with me because what you have called for me is too big for me. Lord, strengthen me, protect me from every attack of the enemy. And the best part of this whole story is the last word of our text. God answered his request. This is a prayer he likes. This is a prayer he answers. Like, um, he stopped the names, he stopped right in the middle of the genealogy to tell us about this, and the, he closes with the answers. I think that's just so cool that, that that's how he actually ends the prayer. So I have one final thought. I just want to leave you with this um, as we go to our 21 days of prayer, and like I hope to see a lot of you on Wednesday um, at our weekly prayer meeting. But there's one thought that I want to leave you with as you approach your prayer this week. And um, I, I really would encourage you to write this down. There's no cards on all the seeds. So I'd really encourage you to write this down and just think about it this week as you go to your own prayer life. And, and this is the thought. Prayer is not about God moving towards us. It's about us moving towards him. Prayer is not all about God like, I got all these problems. Like, I got all this, this stuff going on. Come to me. He's already with us. He's already here. He's already inside each and every one of us. Instead, it's about God, us moving towards God. It's about God, bless me so I can be a blessing to those around me. God, give me influence. God, I know that when you do give me influence, when you give me that calling, that's going to be way too much for me. So give me your presence. And then, Lord... It's hurt in the past. I need your protection, right? And, that, and that's how I would challenge you um, to approach your prayer this week. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you and I praise you for what you're doing in this family. Lord God, I thank you for um, what you're doing in, in the Springs Church. I, I thank you for um, Pastor Brian, Emily, the whole leadership team that, that gives of themselves to, to serve us every single week, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord God, this week, um, Lord God, that you would bless us, Lord God. I pray that you would bless every individual in this room and that you would provide your corporate blessing so that we can be more of a blessing to the city of St. George. God, there's so many people in this community that you love. Lord God, equip us to be a blessing to them, Lord God. Lord, I pray that, that this week, Lord Jesus, even now, that you would open up people's eyes to their calling, Lord God, that you would give them a vision of what they could do for you, Lord God. I know our community, is, as a corporate community, we're going to be moving into a season that, where we're going to be doing some things with vision. And I know that you have great things in store for us, Lord God, but Lord, for each individual... What's our part? Help us find that this week, Lord Jesus. And Lord, as we, as we jump into that, Lord God, as you show us what our, what our, our, our part is and, and, and we're overwhelmed, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would not let your spirit depart from us, Lord God, that you would be with us, that you would pour an outpouring of the Holy Spirit into each person, Lord Jesus, that, that, they, could, um, that they would be able to accomplish their divine purpose and, and, and that it would be evident to those around them, Lord God, and they would draw people to you. And Lord, I just pray as we do, Lord, as the enemy attacks and he, as, as he schemes and as the vicious things that happen, Lord God, Lord, I just pray that you would protect us, both personally, corporately, Lord God, let your hedge of protection rest on each individual, each family represented here today, Lord Jesus. I pray that you would heal our pains of our past, Lord God, and let us move into a future that, that, that's filled with us pursuing your, 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 um, 
your purpose for us without, with your protection over us. We trust you to do all these things, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just ask that you stay in that attitude of prayer for a minute. Because I don't want to leave today if someone's come in here and did not have a relationship with Jesus. Because I want to give that opportunity to everyone. That's why we're here. That's why the Springs Church was launched, to bring Jesus to St. George, Utah. So if you're here and you've never made a decision for Christ or you've kind of made that decision but walked away, you know, I just want to know, I just want to ask that if that's you and and you want to pray a prayer and you want to go after God like you've never gone after him before, I ask that you just raise your hand on the count of three so that you can, so I can lead you in a prayer to meet Jesus for the first time. If that's you, On the count of three, I just ask, raise your hand. One, two, three. If you don't know who Jesus is and you would like to have a relationship with him, I just encourage you right now. Thank you. Thank you. I would ask that you just pray this prayer in your heart as I pray it out loud. God, thank you. Thank you for what you are doing in me right now. Jesus, I come and I ask that you enter my heart. I want to confess right now, and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and Savior. I ask that you will guide me and direct me, and that you will just be in relationship with me so that I can go directly to the Father now because of that relationship I have with you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're going to do through Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you just guide my steps the rest of my days here on this earth as I go love people to show them who Jesus is. God, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.